You are listening to the Renovation Student Ministry Podcast. For more information on RSN, visit us online at therenovation.church. Today's message is presented by our student pastor, Gabe Pecoraro. Well, last week we started this series on community and on friendship, and we talked about a word. Um, who, who remembers what we talked about last week? Neighbor, yes, we talked about being good neighbors. We laid the groundwork down for this series that we're gonna be doing on community and on friendship. Because here's the thing, if I'm not a kind person to begin with, if I don't recognize that every single person in this room, every single person outside of this room has value, Jesus died for them on the cross, then I'm gonna have a really bad time being a good friend. So we started that, or this series there. And tonight, we're gonna get really, really practical. We're gonna talk about what qualities should we look for in people and what qualities should I have myself to bring to the table as we're talking about being a good friend. So we're gonna have five kind of things to look out for, to remember. Hopefully it's challenging and convicting for you guys. Um, and then we'll kind of go from there. But before we do that, I actually wanna stop a minute. I wanna pray and then I want us to dive into the message. So would you guys mind bowing your heads with me? Lord, I thank you for this night. And I ask as, as we talk about something um, that is around every single one of us, friendships, something that's unbelievably practical. Lord, I just ask that you would speak through me and that every single person in this room would be challenged and be convicted. That you would help us to be better friends. That you would help us to lean more on our friend that sticks closer than a brother in you and Jesus. And as we go into our small groups, would you challenge us, would you give us boldness in our hearts to lean on one another and to recognize that some of the greatest community that we have been blessed with is right here around us in RSM. I thank you for this night, and I pray that you would use it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, what things should we look for in a friend? And the way that I'm gonna kind of do this is I'm gonna talk about some things, and the last point's gonna be kind of, sort of, the most important. It's the all-encompassing point, but we're gonna work to it. The first thing that we need to look for in friends and in ourselves is, are they constant? Our first point is that, constant. Proverbs 18, 24 says this, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And in this verse, there's a spiritual principle, there's a life application friendship principle. The spiritual principle is this, is that Jesus is our friend that sticks closer than a brother. He died for us, he calls us friends, he invites us into relationship with him, he stands at the door and knocks, he is not going anywhere through the ups, through the downs of life. He is that friend that sticks closer than a brother. One of the things that I've been unbelievably challenged by um, recently, I was reading um, and, and I saw this talking about prayer. But if you look at prayer, I think a lot of us think of it as that kind of Hail Mary when we're at our last resort. We don't know what else to do. I'm about to fail this test and I didn't put the hours in to study and I didn't go to the tutoring sessions. I'm gonna throw up this Hail Mary prayer or somebody is super, super sick and I'm gonna go to God on their behalf. 
all of these things are great, right? But one of the most beautiful depictions of interaction between man and God, actually the ideal interaction, is found in the Garden of Eden between Adam and Eve and God. It says that they walked with him. And one very, very interesting thing about that time is that Adam and Eve lived in a utopian world. They stayed away from this tree. We don't know how long they were away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but they had all that they needed, yet they still did community and life and friendship with God. And my question to you is this. If all of the problems in your life disappeared, what would you have to talk to God about? Because he should be your friend that sticks closer than a brother. So do you go to him as that? But the life application principle is this. We need to have friends that are here with us before the glow up. Friends that are here with us who saw us at our worst, who saw us when we were not doing things well, and who have stayed around through the whole thing. You want to look for people to actually journey with. One thing that this verse says makes it pretty clear. It says that there are friends who destroy each other. That word friends, is it singular or is it plural? Let me, let me know, what is it? Plural, right? But then it says a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Singular or plural? Singular, right? What this verse is also telling us is it is so much better to have one friend, have two friends, than have a whole lot of friends that are gonna run off the minute things get bad. We want quality over quantity. I know it's so easy to feel like you are not worth it if you don't have this amount of followers on a social media platform or to feel like I, because I don't have this massive group of friends that this other person has that I am doing something wrong or I don't have value. First, let me let you know that Jesus died for you. You are a son, you are a daughter. The creator of heaven and earth died on a cross for you. You do have value. But two, I would much rather have one or two really great friends than 17 or 18 friends that leave at the soonest sign of trouble, okay? You want friends that can walk with you through things. One of the closest friends in my life is sitting in this room, as many of you guys probably know, Mr. Jeffrey. And Jeffrey and I have been friends for many, many years. And Jeffrey has been with me through many things that have been unbelievably embarrassing, that he could probably talk to you guys all night about. I actually wanted to show you guys some pictures of before the glow up days with Mr. Jeffrey and I. This is a picture, so can you throw that picture up from prom? So that is Jeffrey and I. So in this picture, I am a sophomore and Jeffrey is a senior and we're going to prom together. If you guys want to know an opinion about prom, don't ask me. I went to seven proms and I think they're of the devil. I hate them. I am so prommed out that I'm gonna be prommed out for the rest of my life. Anyways, this is, this is a great time, right? We, we have hit, we're in the long hair phase. Jeffrey is in the like semi buzz cut, like I don't really know. It kind of looks like you have a spray tan in that picture phase. Um, 
So let's skip to the next one. This actually, we, now our wives are in the mix. We're not married here, but this is, this is from Passion a few years ago. As you can tell, I'm in my Einstein phase. Jeffrey, Jeffrey is in his like, hi phase. <laughs> Ellie and Hannah are like, what in the world is happening, right? So here's the thing. These pictures are funny, but in all honesty, again, you want friends who will stick with you through the highs and the lows of life who are constant. I know an aspiration for me is I hope to one day look back at my life when I'm, you know, 50 or 60 or 70 years old and hope to be able to have people that are my friends who are also in those memories from however many years ago, from 20, 30, 40 years ago. You want friends that are constant. You want friends who don't leave when you're 20 years old and you pee in their mom's guest bed, because that did happen. I did wet the bed when I was 20 years old at Jeffrey's parents' house. That did happen. But here's the thing. You want friends who aren't gonna leave after that unbelievably embarrassing thing. I think it's pretty funny, and I hope that if any of you guys wet the bed when you're 20, can remember that you have somebody that also did the same thing. It did happen. Anyways, you want friends that are constant, that can be with you through the ups and downs. What's the next thing? You want friends who are trusting. One thing that Proverbs 17, 17 says is that a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. So yes, this is similar to constant, but it's also a little bit different because you wanna be able to trust that when life actually happens, because every single one of us is a human being, every single one of us is desperate for Jesus, every single one of us is gonna mess up, every single one of us is gonna have a really hard time every now and again. When life actually happens, is that person going to be there for you? And one thing that's very interesting about this verse is it says, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for a time of adversity. This word brother does not mean your literal blood relative. It means how, how we would see it referred to today. Oh, this is my bro, this is my sister, this is my brother. It is somebody that is a close friend, a confidant that you do life with. And as you guys are in middle school and high school, I know that you know that the rumor mill is a real thing. Every single day, there's probably a new rumor, a new thing that's going out about somebody, that this person did this in this class, or this person is got with this person, or this person messed up in this thing, or this person did this, or this, we're not friends with this person anymore because they act like this, or this or that and the other. Do you have friends in your life that if you confide in them, the things that you tell them will not end up in the rumor mill? Do you have people that you can trust in your life? And in the same way, am I a person that people can trust? And one of the greatest ways, again, to do a little bit of self-reflection, to think about that, is if you were to ask somebody who's in your circle, am I, <laughs> there we go. Uh, Golly, this is incredible. So there's either like a pepper shaker in the audience or 
Something crazy's happening right now. All right, y'all good? Y'all good? Thumbs up? Perfect, perfect. All right, bring it back, bring it back. Hey! Uh, wow. That is incredible. All right. Blow your nose. Everybody bring it back. It's incredible. But hey, one of the greatest ways that you can figure out, am I a person who's trustworthy, is literally to think about if I were to go and ask a friend of yours or go to ask your mom or go to ask somebody who sees you, can you trust this person? What would they say? If we are constantly doing that, constantly remembering that, I think that it's gonna change the way that we act. So do we have friends that are trustworthy? And am I trustworthy? Am I not gonna put somebody else's story into the rumor mill? The next thing is this. It's unbelievably practical, a whole lot less spiritual, but do you have similar interests? We talked about being a neighbor. Every single person in this room, every single person in the grocery store, at your school, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth, is a person made in the image of God who Jesus died for. Every single one of us has value. Every single one of us needs to be loved. And in fact, God actually has commanded us to love them, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But if I wanna have friends that I can do life with for a long time, we probably wanna have similar interests. If they wanna be inside all day and I wanna be outside all day, if we hate the movie shows that the other person watches, if we hate the games that the other person plays, if I love sports and they can't stand sports ball, then there may not be the compatibility to do life together all the time. And that's totally okay. Now, I think that we need to remember that there is an aspect of the fact that you're not gonna love everything that that person loves, and that's okay. But as you have nothing that you can find in common to do together and to enjoy time together with one another, that's okay. But again, in the people that we bring into our circles, can I have fun with them? Do they make me laugh? If I've had a rough day, does being in their presence give me a little bit of a deep breath? Those are things that we need to remember. Do we have similar interests? The next thing is this. Are they unselfish? And I unselfish. This is what Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit but rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. One thing that is really, really cool is if you look at the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, we see it oftentimes called an upside down kingdom. The reason it said that is because Jesus talks about how the greatest of these is actually the least. If you wanna be the greatest, you need to be a servant of people. You constantly wanna be elevating others, be serving others, be honoring others, be caring for others. And that's what the community of God should look like. What biblical friendships, people following Jesus should do for one another is constantly care, constantly serve. And what happens is if I lower myself and my friends lower themselves, nobody's looked down on. Nobody is, is pushed to the side. 
If somebody's having a rough time in the group, we don't push them out. No, actually we rally around them and care for each other. And what biblical friendship looks like is an unselfish friendship. If I had planned on spending all of my Saturday sleeping for 12 hours because I'm tired of school and I played so many video games that I got a headache that I'm gonna need to work off and my friend tells me that he's gotta help his grandma move, am I gonna help him help his grandma move? Just practical things. If my friend needs a lift to school and I ain't got nothing better to do but I really just don't wanna ride over there, am I gonna get off my high horse and am I gonna go pick him up? Simple things. Unselfish friendships oftentimes look like not always doing what you wanna do. Sometimes instead of going to the movies, you go outside. You make compromises. You be there for one another. You serve one another. Another way to look at this is if your friend gets a really, really great grade on the test and you get a really, really bad grade on the test, are you able to actually celebrate their great grade? If they do something really, really well and you do something really, really poorly, can you celebrate with them? And vice versa. Are we constantly trying to lower ourselves and elevate others? And do we have people around us that are lowering themselves and elevating us and our other friends? That is huge in the community of God. So are we unselfish? And the last point is this. Are we transformed by Jesus? 2 Timothy 3, verses one through five says this. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, having nothing to do with such people. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening in these several verses. The first thing is this, in the, the last days. What we see is, is that the last days are gonna be the days before Jesus comes back. But I think if we all take a good look at the world that we live in, if you go to Hillcrest Middle or Woodmont High School or this homeschool co-op or whatever, you look at the people who attend there, there's probably a lot of the things that we just mentioned in this verse happening, right? There's probably a lot of people who love money or love themselves or who are boastful or proud or people who are disobedient to their parents or ungrateful or unholy or treacherous or conceited, right? And, and we're talking about other people. We're not even talking about you. So we know that these things are very much so abundant in the world that we live in, right? And then what it says is it says that these people actually have a form of godliness, but deny its power. And what we, do, what we see is in the world that we live in, we actually live in a world that's kind of like a grocery store shopping cart religion. They say, oh, well, I want, um, let's see, let's see. I want the blessings of God, but actually being obedient and, and being unselfish, I don't want that. Or uh, I want, mm, yes, 
I want, I want to pray to God when I want to pass my test, but um, at loving my neighbor as myself, I don't want that, right? Um, let's see. I want other people to, to want to serve me, but I don't, I don't want to serve other people. And so we see we live in a world that's constantly picking and choosing the things of God that it wants. It has a form of godliness, but denies the power of godliness. And what we need to see in this point is that you cannot expect people to live by the standards that we just talked about, unselfish, people who are constant, people who are trusting, if they haven't actually been transformed by Jesus. You shouldn't put that standard on those people. Why? because every single one of us is broken from the inside. Every single one of us is guilt-ridden with sin. And without being transformed by Jesus, you're not gonna see the fruit of the Spirit pop up in these people's lives as it should. And so my challenge to you is first and foremost is this, are you transformed by Jesus? I can, I can sit here from stage and tell you that Jesus has radically transformed my life. He's not just radically transformed the life that, that I present to my friends and the way that I care for my friends, but he's also radically transformed my life when I'm by myself and when I'm in the grocery store. And he's radically transformed my life when I care for Ellie and when I, when I parent Israel. All of my life has been transformed by Jesus. And it is nothing that I could have done. My question to you is, are you transformed? Do you wanna be more like Jesus? My next question is, are your friends transformed by Jesus? Because if you wanna have good friendships in your life, you need to be following Jesus together. You need to be running in the same direction. What happens when you pull on a cord in two opposite directions? If we pull on a rope or we pull on a rubber band and we go like this, what's gonna happen after a while? It's gonna snap, right? That is oftentimes what we see in our friendships. No wonder we're constantly in arguments and fights until one of us decides that we can't be around the other one because we're moving in two opposite directions in our life. A rope is so much more useful when it's doing the same thing, when it's holding something together or when you're using it to, to do whatever you need it to do, right? But if I'm just pulling on it, eventually it's gonna break. Are my friends moving in the same direction? Are we transformed by Jesus? And the reason that this point is last is because this point encompasses all the other ones. If you have friends that are transformed by Jesus, if every day we're trying to get a little bit better, we're trying to follow God a little bit better. I'm trying to be a little bit more unselfish. I'm trying to be a little bit more of a trustworthy person. I'm trying to be a little bit more constant that when bad things hit the fan, I'm gonna be there for them. I promise you, your friendships will be so much better. So what I want us to do, we're gonna respond with worship, we're gonna sing, and I want us to go into small groups and literally just talk about these, these things that we talked about both for yourself and for your friend group. Are we trustworthy? Are we constant? Are we transformed by Jesus? 
and then we will begin to kind of move from there. So you guys can stand up, we're gonna sing, and then we'll move into small groups. Thanks for listening to the Renovation Student Ministry Podcast. Find out more about following Jesus and building His kingdom at therenovation.church.